What's going on, everybody? Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase predictions are on their way. Not tonight, but next week. We've also got new release dates for Starfield and Redfall in the form of delays. We've got some concrete stuff in the way of Alan Wake coming to Switch. I love you. I'm so excited for that. And many, many more topics today. We've got a lot of little news bits. It's been a crazy week in gaming. I'm Josiah Leroy. This is Busy Sticks. It's so good to be back with my... You know what, John? The best way, I think, to, to kind of intro you, there's so many ways that I could. Baba Yaga has kind of started to become a thing. My dad calls you Baba Yaga now, which is great. Really? Um, That's awesome. <laughs> he called JT John, and he called you Baba Yaga. I was like, hey, whatever floats your boat, I love it, Dad. Thanks for your support. But everyone needs a John Fick in their life. Mr. John Fick, how are you feeling tonight? <laughs> I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling very, very happy to be chatting about games. It just feels right. Well, like we said, we've got a lot on the way tonight. Nothing uh, crazy, I would say, that was off the charts in terms of news. But we do have some some moderate stories that some we want to get to. Some big stuff for sure. Something that John had the foresight on. I did not, as, as many others did not. But validation there for Baba Yaga himself. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. But we don't just love games here at the Geekiverse. We love beer as well. And when you're playing games, what better than to go hand in hand with uh, a beer and a controller. So, John, what uh, what do you got on the show tonight? And uh, I don't think it, it's Coke, right? It's, we, not, we, it's not Coke. We determined that. Okay. It was, it was, no almost, it was almost going to be a cherry vanilla Coca-Cola, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, we always do a beer as part of the show. I'm walking up to the show. Like, I have my Coca-Cola in my hand and my wife goes, no beer tonight? I'm like, no, I'm not feeling a beer. She goes, what about for the show? I'm like, oh yeah, that's part of our show. We do that. Whoops. Oh yeah, let's grab a beer. Uh, controller and a beer helps when they match. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it's 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 basically summer. It's 85 degrees here in Buffalo, New York today. Uh, it's time for the Ruby Red Kolsch. This is it, man. This is the this is the summer crusher. These this you'll find this in my fridge all all spring, summer long. Um, it's my go-to beer for softball too. Like when, when we're playing our, our men's softball league, just crushing these things so good. They came out with a new one this year, the pineapple version, which I have had before, and I. I Spoilers, it will probably make an appearance on this show. Um, but today we're just going with the classic ru- Ruby Red Grapefruit Kolsch. Uh, yeah, I I got to say, John and I had a nice discussion on that uh, a few weeks ago. I don't remember if I brought one on the show or not. But uh, if not, I had it for a different show we recorded. And it's it's the perfect summer beer, I got to tell you. Softball, you know, perfect for that environment. You can be on the beach, you can be anywhere. It's just like the perfect amount of crushable. It's refreshing. Uh, it's got a nice flavor to it. It's not yeah. too light. No, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. It's like it's the perfect, perfect crushable summer beer. It's really good. What do you what do you think of the, the tropical pineapple? Uh, when I first had it, I was like, okay, this is a step below the ruby red, but this is still really good. And as I've gone through that that 12 pack, and I still have a couple left, but as I've gotten through it, I think I'm closer to like, all right, these are neck and neck. This is just this is just as good. It's it's, it's different, you know. The, it, there's almost more of a, which sounds very weird. There's almost more of a beer taste to it. Like this this like you know, a, lot, a lot of sour beer and kolsch's don't really taste like beer anymore. They're just overly sweet and you know, overly sour. Yeah. That's just kind of the way they do a lot of that stuff. Um, this one has like a hearty wheat taste at the end. So like you know, it just took a little bit to get used to coming from the kolsch, which or the ruby red kolsch, which really doesn't have too much of that um but i think by you know i think i'm getting closer to this this tropical pineapple is just as good as the uh, the grapefruit ruby red i think i'm almost there with you i've really enjoyed it so far as soon as i heard that that was a thing i was like when's it coming to consumers when's wegmans getting their hands on it you know yep. and um it was i think it was last week uh and we were in town i should say 
And I was like, Lauren, we got to go to consumers. And sure enough, I, you know, I went into the, the one on transit in Amherst area and, um, they had like a essentially just a pile of them. It wasn't an end stand. Yeah, yeah, it was that, a mountain. That's my consumers. That's that's the go to for us. And um, I was, they weren't like running low, but they they had clearly gone through a lot when you compared it to the ruby that was right next to it. So um, I kind of like got really excited when I walked in, but there were a few people there. So there were two people from consumers that were working. And then there was a, a lady that was like sampling blackbird cider and they all just looked at me. So I tried not to look like, Oh, it's there. <laughs> just kind of, I did this a little bit. I walked up to it slowly. I like pretended to look at it for a second. And then I just walked around the store and then I went to the counter. Oh, I don't know why God. I did that. <laughs> That's so <laughs> funny. For a second. I was like, uh, I just don't want to be too excited, but you know, I was, so, uh, very sunny day in Buffalo, but back to the clouds here. Got a cloudy beer, of course. Uh, got my hazy IPA from Thin Man. This one is called Find Your Cloud. Kind of a run-of-the-mill hazy IP- IPA, excuse me, for them. 7.1, so it's got a decent kick to it. I would say it's very in line with some of the other hazy IPAs that you've, if you've ever had them from Thin Man. They're relatively consistent, and to me, there's nothing wrong with that. So, that is what I'm indulging in tonight. Now I'm thinking about Beautiful. the Ruby Colch. Let me tell you. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm always a, a beer glass guy, but with a Colch, it, it just doesn't feel right. I just this there's something about this beer that just has to be drank out of the can, and I don't know what it is. It's just it's just part of the experience. So I'm not pouring it today. It's, it's, it's summer, man. It That's is. why it's it's the accessibility. You, you don't take a glass to softball. No, right? you, you grab one out of the cooler, you crack it open, and, and it's just gone. Well, cheers to you, my man. Cheers, man. And uh, I gotta say, you know, we, you don't you don't have a glass during softball. You definitely don't also have a, a glass while you're playing Bottle Bash with Tim Talbot. You shouldn't. You should not have a glass. I, I've heard horror stories of that. Yes, there was blood. <laughs> it, it got ugly. But oh, did I tell you I broke my uh, my Avengers glass? Mm. Yeah, I broke it. I was washing it the other day, and it just slipped out of the hand. Those things are so thin that it shattered. But luckily, I have a backup. I have one sitting around still. The Iron Gauntlet one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a backup. We got a red beard Remy in chat saying that we should be salesmen. They, they, they want to try these. Oh, and also thank you for the follow, red, uh, red beard Remy. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's always it's always good. Uh, always good beer conversations here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's a passion of ours. That's for sure. Um, John, show and tell. Do you have something for this week? Because I do I, not. I do. Yeah, I do have something for show and tell. So this is uh, this is a cool one. This uh, th- this is timely as well. So this just came out uh, last week, Tuesday or Wednesday. But this is. Disrupting the game by Reggie Fizeme. So this, uh, so if you don't know, the Reggie Fizeme is the former president of uh, Nintendo of America. Uh, he was always on stage, had lots of input, and just huge up, huge up there in the uh, the Nintendo big dog land. Um, and he retired what 2020, 2020, maybe last year. He just recently re- right. recently retired um, from Nintendo and from you know from games in general. And he just uh, put out his first book. And uh, I didn't really know what to expect with it. I picked it up. He's, he's been doing a press tour, so I've, I've I caught a few of the interviews that he did and, and kind of talked about it. Um, he's been super, super candid about a lot of his time with Nintendo and some of the stuff that he's experienced in the, in this press tour. So it's if you if you have any interest in Reggie and Nintendo, I, I highly recommend like tracking down some of the interviews he've, he's done because of this book. Uh, but the book itself is super interesting. It, it is more um, business focused than I expected it to be. It's kind of like. So it's, you know, disrupting the game uh, from the Bronx to the top of Nintendo and, you know, former president and CEO of Nintendo of America. It's him kind of giving you business and life advice through the form of his his stories. So 
I, I have found some of the advice to be very surface level. It's like, okay, you know, try hard and you're going to, you're going to do well. And a lot of the lessons so far have been like, gotcha. Interesting. A bit of a stretch to, to, you know, to call this a lesson, but the stories behind them are really cool. There's a lot of, so far I've, I've gone, I've gone through maybe four chapters and uh, three of the four have been like about his time with Nintendo so far. So it's, it's been interesting. There's, 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 there's a lot of cool, a lot of cool stories to dig into. I'm sure. And I'm excited to, uh, to report back when I've read more of it, but it's, it's, you know, something interesting, different. Well, definitely appropriate that I've got my Buffalo Nintendo shirt on, seeing that that is the show and tell. Uh, yeah, it, you know, I, I think if you've been a, a fan of, of games anywhere in the last decade plus, uh, Reggie is, is such a presence. And if you, you enjoyed watching E3 and other presentations, he was always a guy that you, you rooted for. And obviously, he made a nice career for himself and continues to do so. So that, uh, that's something I definitely want to get my hands on uh, in the near future. So what's in your system? I got to say, John, I'm still still a little bit in my lull here. I know that's going to end shortly. It always does after a few weeks. I'm kind of playing uh, Lego Star Wars as well still, uh, the Skywalker Saga. I am in the middle of Episode 9, which is kind of fun to play through some of that stuff right now. So uh, me and Daisy have been kind of blitzing through that any chance that we get. And that's it for me right now. I'm just kind of uh, uh, waiting to play a little bit more of that when the, the bug bites me, so to say. In a few weeks, we've got Sniper Elite coming to Game Pass, so that's going to be exciting for me. And then uh, after that, we got the Quarry. So there, there's a few titles coming up yeah, here that I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah, less less than a month now. Right. Um, for me, what I will first first what I'll say is I am craving something so bad right now, and I don't know what it is. I'm I'm at, I'm at that point where like I want to be playing a game and I want to be invested in something. I just don't have the answer for it right now. Um, I don't know. I, I want something like cinematic, something AAA, something like a Uncharted or Last of Us or something like that. Like one of the, that's what I'm craving right now. I just don't know where to look for it. Um, so I'm working on that. But what I have been doing is sinking a ridiculous amount of time back into Pokemon Legends Arceus. I've been playing. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? I beat the game. I didn't complete the Pokedex, and I didn't catch Arceus, who's the god, like the you know the, the title character. You have to you have to catch every Pokemon in the game before you can catch him. I'm like, all right, let's let's see what that effort looks like. Well, there's 242 Pokemon in the game, and when I started this, I was maybe at like 130, 140, so I was like 100 behind. And that I don't know if that sounds like a lot or not, but it is a lot of work to to go through and, and, to, and to catch everything. I'll say, man, I've been having such a blast doing it though. It, it's just it's so fun to just like. All right, where does this one spawn? Like, look into it and not, you know, not spoil too much about it because I still want to try to find a little bit about myself. But like, all right, where should I be looking? Night or day, stuff like that. And just, just being in this open world is is really, really. It's been a blast to get back to this game. Um, it. I think I maybe jokingly said that it was my game of the year over Horizon. I don't know if that's a joke anymore at this point, man. I love this game. Uh, I, I when I when I started getting back into it, I think my save had like forty hours on it. I just saved before we started recording here, and I'm at like sixty two. I've put twenty two hours hours in this game over the last like week and a half, just grinding catching Pokemon. Um, it, it's so much fun. This game's sick, dude. That says a lot. Uh, you ruined you kind of ruined my what was going to be a little bit of a segue, but I was going to say I think I know what got you back into it. I think. On TikTok, you saw a gaming personality that is relatively well known. <laughs> Talk about it as their game of the year. That was me. Yeah. No. It's, it, again, I think I, I when, when we recorded that TikTok, I said it just because you said Horizon, and I didn't want to give the same answer. So like, oh, what else have I played this year that I love? So I, I pulled that one out, and it's going to be an interesting conversation. There's a lot. There's a lot to come out still, and I, you know, those two games I like quite a bit, but. Dude, I really am in that well as well. Like, obviously, I'm enjoying this and I'm putting a good amount of time into it, and, and I'm feeling, you know, feeling satisfied playing it. But like, 
want something new. Like I want a new, I don't know what it is. The Corey might be the answer that, but again, that's still, that's still a month away. So we'll see. I was going to say, you were talking about cinematic, uh, story driven. And I'm like, Oh, that might be it for you. It's That'll not quite, you know, the, the action adventure that uncharted might be or last of us, but I don't know. I think that might be the one I do want to get together when that happens, because I think that would be a blast uh, to play as a group. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you're watching live at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse or watching back at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse, listening on podcast services around the globe, we'd love to hear from you. What are you doing right now? It's kind of that springtime getting into summer lull for a lot of us. I think last year at this time, I was diving deep into Ratchet and Clank. And um, it's funny how all the, you know, what a difference a year can make. And Lego Star Wars just came out. It should be pounded hours into that thing. Not gotta, quite there yet. I, I got to get there, man. I, I just got to gotta commit the time. I do want to play with Courtney. And I know the fact, I, I know I, I opened this door. I said, we're going to play this together. And now I can't, I, I'm not going to be able to boot it up by myself because she's immediately going to say like, I thought that was our game. And like, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I did say that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, we just need to like find the time. Every time we sit down, we end up just like, you know, throwing on a show or, you know, just kind of hanging out. <laughs> so we really haven't had the, uh, had the urge to, to play, but I do want to get back to that. I totally feel that. And though I did not commit that to Daisy, I kind of feel like we need to see it through together. We're, we're only a few uh, story missions away from the end and then I'll go back and a hundred percent that thing. But yeah, almost, uh, almost through episode nine. So last episode, we asked what uh, for our question of the week, we don't have one for this week, but we want to talk about last week's, uh, what do you want to see in Amy Hedig's star Wars game? Still really excited. That doesn't feel real to me at this point, but man, that's awesome. So from, uh, a style standpoint, meaning what kind of genre do you want to see? RPG, action, etc. Are you looking for a point and click? Maybe point and click, like a Telltale game. What era do you want to see? Do you want to see prequel era? Uh, I think I know where John wants to go with it. Do you want to see stuff starting to dive into the sequel trilogy era, which feels like Disney's just holding back on just for a little bit? And then, you know, what kind of character do you want to see at the front of it? I guess that kind of depends on what genre uh, you're going to be asking for. All of this while I'm thinking in my head that in probably a few weeks' time, we are going to be seeing some Jedi Fallen Order 2 action, if not an outright announcement. So, John, any any thoughts on the style, the era? What what do you want from Amy's Star Wars game? I've got a lot of thoughts, uh, and, and they, they, they branch and take me into different places. So it's not going to be like, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to give you a consistent, like co- cohesive one game that I'm looking for, but things that I do want from it, I want to be a Jedi. I, I was like I was originally thinking like oh Poe Dameron game would be cool to you know follow that character and you know we we've only seen him in the in the, in the three movies and there's a little comic run too but like to see you know Poe's story before the Resistance or even even during the Resistance stuff like that that would be really cool but then like I really want to play I want you 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 pitch me a Star Wars game I want to be a Jedi I want to have yeah. a lightsaber in my hand like it's it's yeah you it's it's tough to get me excited for a game where I don't have that and again it's not I'm not saying it can't be done I'm you know show me but. I hear I hear Amy Hedig and I hear Star Wars. I want to be a Jedi. So I think about all right, where 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 does where does being a Jedi make you know sound the most fun? And then maybe maybe that's what you were alluding to. High Republic is 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 like top of the list for me. I think I, I was actually just randomly reflecting on this like yesterday or the day before because Tim was talking about the uh, Tim Talbot got through the second High Republic book and he's on to the third one now. So I was just thinking about that series and I don't think that there are better Jedi relationships in Star Wars than that you will find in the High Republic. And there's just so many great relationships. The the characters just, there's the sense that these Jedi have all grown up together and there's, and and those stories are so deep and there's so much, there's so much recollecting and there's so much brotherhood and there's so much like, uh, I think 
we've only really ever seen, at least on the big screen, uh, Jedi relationship be Padawan and Master. That's really all we've gotten. You got a little bit of that brotherhood with Anakin and Obi Wan, but it didn't last long on the big screen. Like it was, it was more so alluded to than actually showed us. We got a plenty of that in the Clone Wars, right? Like that brotherhood was there for sure there. Um, but I, I think that uh, the High Republic does a really, really great job with with the the lore of the Jedi. These they're at the top of their game, and there's so much going on. Um, I think that's where I would land with it. I would want a a Jedi game in the High Republic. Doesn't have to follow the books. It can be its own story. I don't really care how you do it, but it's uh yeah, that, that's where I'd go with it. I like that a lot. I think um well obviously we we know Quantic Dreams game is gonna be going towards that era, but it's going to be expansive, right? That's the big focus right now for for Lucasfilm and Lucasfilm games. So I could see that being a possibility. I wonder if they'll they'll think about doing that or maybe just dipping their their toe in the water, so to speak, with Quantic Dreams game before moving on. Where I was kind of alluding, John, was I was thinking, again, we've we've harp, harped on it a few times, but uh, the, the era between three and four, episodes three oh, and four. sure. Yep, you, we've talked about that. Jedi Fallen Order has done that. And I'm I'm sitting here thinking about Jedi Fallen Order 2. And you know, Star Wars is always a trilogy thing, right? Like, that's that's always the goal, it feels like. They, they, they follow the movies in that sense, whether it happens or not. But I think about that sequel and I'm like, how cool would it be to flip the script and be maybe one of uh, the, the dark Jedi or you're, you're a Jedi hunter and All you're trying to find. Yeah. An, an inquisitor. You're, you're trying to find uh, whether it's Cameron Monaghan's character or someone else that you got to lead on. I think that would kind of be exciting. And then obviously we have to see where it goes for a third game, assuming this sells well. And I believe it will, but I, that that could be a really exciting thing to play the bad guy and follow leads and go to the different planets and kind of result in a final showdown because typically we we get the the good guy's perspective so to speak you know yeah I, I always love tossing that around in conversation like I think that's always such an interesting idea but there's got to be a reason that we never see it like nobody ever tells a story mm-hmm. from that perspective whether it be a game whether it be a movie there's sometimes you'll watch a movie or play a game where like it's ambiguous whether or not the, you know the person you were playing yeah. was was a hero or a villain but you never get a full on game from the perspective of the villain and i wonder if that's just because it's so hard to for for the player to you know to rationalize with what they're doing i, I don't know interesting i i think it is i i think you you nailed it if uh if i could get I mean, I'm just got Jedi Fallen Order on the brain now. I'm thinking another cool pivot from a sequel. I mean, obviously, we could just go right into Cal Kestis and Cam- more Cameron Monaghan. That would be good enough for me. But like, what if you blasted ahead to the era that is between episode six and seven, which we're kind of diving into a little bit with Mando and Book of Boba Fett, and you get to play as like an Ahsoka character, uh, which is probably a pipe dream. But you get to play as her in, in kind of... I, I don't even know where it goes. Maybe she's trying to find someone like a Grogu, not necessarily Grogu, but another uh, one. yeah, another Padawan. Yeah, that way. I, I think there could be a big story there. And if you put Ahsoka on a video game, what better way with the the production for the show oh, happening now? We to to go there. We had this conversation. It must have been off off offline. I think because I I did say I did have another idea for what my game could have been. It's like all right, we just got spoilers for Mando season two. If you haven't watched it yet, but we we uh, and Book of Boba Fett. Disney has a very good 3D model of Luke Skywalker now. <laughs> we we know they can do it. They're 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 obviously willing to use Luke a lot more and willing to use him in a CGI format. A, a Luke Skywalker game after after um, Jedi? You kidding me? 
how cool would that be? All those years that Luke was doing whatever, it doesn't have to be about his Jedi Temple that he's building, for, you know, and, and will ultimately be get, you know, become destroyed. It doesn't have to be that story, but there's years in between that where Luke Skywalker is that badass Jedi that we, you know, that he left episode uh, episode seven. I'm sorry, ep- episode six with. So that that could be interesting, man. A Luke Skywalker game. Can you imagine part of that, like whether it's doing missions or really like putting the final nail? final nail in the coffin for the empire because it doesn't end at return of the jedi we find out right it goes on for a little bit the remnants of the empire before eventually becoming the first order but maybe you're cleaning up some of that maybe the game leads up to an ending where you find octu and it's like oh my gosh you're you're finding that first jedi temple like oh my gosh dude i think there's so much possibility there i don't know that they do it i feel like i feel like they'd be scared too <laughs> i i think that i i I'm, i think i'm done saying that because because of the fact of what they did it already are you I was so on board with that. Like, all right, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. They're not going that far. But I don't know. Like, ever since like Rogue One, where we where we got Leia and Tarkin, and then you know they've they've been doing it. I mean, even bringing Boba Fett back was kind of crazy in, in 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 Mando when that first happened. So they're they're kind of going all in with with giving people what they want and then bringing back those old characters. I, I think it's possible. I don't know if this is it. I I just think it could be possible to see a Luke Skywalker game one day. How many relatively older fanboys and girls would it satisfy to get a Luke Skywalker game like that who didn't like Last Jedi? Right. Right? Like, talk about a moneymaker right there. Even if it's a five or six hour cinematic story, like, people would plunk down some money for that game. For sure. For sure. Um, so, to spin it all back, I guess where <laughs> what I'd like to see in an Amy Hennig specific Star Wars game, I think action adventure, I think about her writing, there's some cinematic involved. You got to go to Uncharted with how you think about some of the gameplay. I would like a Dr. Aphra game. I don't know if you're totally aware of who she is, John, but Dr. Aphra essentially is... She's such an Amy Hennig character. So she has her own Marvel Star Wars comic series, but she originated from the first Darth Vader comic. He comes into contact with her. She's not really a bounty hunter. She kind of just does whatever the heck she wants, but she's got some personality to her and some fun even with a guy like Darth Vader. And she's got awesome droids, which would be a really fun kind of counterpart to have in a video game. Uh, She's not a Jedi. So she is, you know, she's fighting with a blaster. Anything that we find from an adventure standpoint seems like it would line up with her. I'd eventually love to see a Disney plus series about her as well. Uh, Take, you know, Google or, or maybe read some of that series. And, um, I, I just she comes to mind when I think about Amy Hennig for some reason. Interesting. Oh yeah, I'll look into that. I'm not familiar. Yeah, so that I guess that would be my pick. And that would put it in the era right after a new hope and before Empire, which is rel- it's unexplored in video games. Marvel went deep on those in their comics between those two movies and they started pivoting between Empire and Return of the Jedi. But uh I think there's a lot of potential there because we we don't talk about a lot of what happened off off screen during that trilogy. And that's something that kind of happened off screen and in between some of the movies. So almost, almost like shadows of the empire back in the day, which was really popular. Awesome. John, we've got six bits here on the, the news items for us. Uh, that's, that's, I think a record because typically we go after one or two big stories and then we fill in the, the rest of the time with other stuff, but got some bite-sized stuff to get to here. So I want to lead it off here. Alan Wake Remastered is officially headed to Nintendo Switch. And damn, am I excited. Even though I played the game when it came out on Xbox 360 10 years ago, even though I just bought the remaster and played it in the fall on Xbox Series X, I am ready for this. I'm going to buy it again. Don't care. 
money's coming your way, Remedy. It's going to be great. Um, that I don't believe we have any sort of release window on, but from IGN.com, Remedy creative director Sam Lake introduced the port during a video in which he also provided updates on Alan Wake 2 and a brand new Alan Wake TV show. Oh, give me all this. I'm a huge Alan Wake fan. Uh, anyway, we talk about it all the time. The portability of the Switch is what makes this really attractive to me. If you go back, I want to say July 2018, uh, I wrote an article on why this needs to come to Switch. And it's happy. It's just happy times for me that this is all coming to fruition. So, Alan Wake, now is your time to play it if you have not. Or I guess when it comes to the Switch is, is probably an even better time. Let's be honest. See, we'll see what happens. Played it. Good time to play in October. It's perfect. Yeah, for sure. Also, not that there's a bad time per se, but you know it's it's spooky. Uh, also, uh, another game that's near and dear to me, Dead Space. So, Dead Space remake gets a release date and a load of new concept art. We're gonna get a full reveal this Halloween. Speaking of Halloween and horror, uh, but again from IGN.com, the brand new Dead Space remake officially has a release date. With EA announcing during a stream that the updated version of the beloved survival horror game will be out January twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. January has almost become an unofficial month for releases for some of these horror titles. Weird though. Resident Evil. Yeah, right. Resident Evil 7 a few years ago came out there and then a few that I'm forgetting came out in between uh, in the subsequent years. But Dead Space again continues to impress me with the bite-sized things that we have seen uh, for this remake. And it's a game that's long overdue to to get back onto the, the AAA spotlight in my opinion. I can't wait for it. And I really don't have to wait that long, which is super exciting. Yeah, that one I am more excited for, for sure. It is, since it's a full-on remake, it's not just a remaster. It's something that, you know, they're yeah. they're kind of coming at it again from a different angle. I'm, uh, I'm interested to, you know, get, in, get involved with some Dead Space for the first time. I think uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake is the game that paves the way for this because of how ambitious and how awesome that game was the first one was beloved right like how do you how do you touch a classic like that well they, they did it again they remade it and they remade it in such a way that brought people who traditionally were not resident evil fans like myself, and myself. in for good yep yeah like that's the gateway game for me right there and i think ea and, and crew saw hey they can do that why don't we take our time and do the right thing here with dead space instead of you know a port which would be nothing at this point or going into dead space 4 now is the time for sure for that reboot so good times ahead john we had a, a pokemon home update that you kind of wanted to elaborate on if you wouldn't mind oh yes so uh so pokemon home we're, we're getting the update soon so you can finally use pokemon home with the new game so uh, pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pearl along with legend legends arceus so since those games have been out you've not been able to transfer your pokemon back and forth between or even get pokemon onto those games that didn't technically belong there because it didn't have pokemon home support uh that is coming soon so we've been waiting for that news nintendo dropped that today that it is coming soon does that mean this week does that mean june does that mean october who knows with Nintendo? It, they just say soon, um, but I'm very excited for that. I said that I'm, I'm I'm currently chipping away and trying to catch every Pokemon so I can get Arceus. That would be a huge, huge help for me to be able to just connect my Pokemon home and transfer some of the ones that I already have caught. Kind of cheating, but uh, which is kind of the, the the reason I think Nintendo doesn't uh, add Pokemon Home support for these games right when they launch. Because part of the part of the fun is being able to you know explore the different regions of the game and catch all the Pokemon. And if you could just link up your Pokemon Home account and transfer everything over, and all of a sudden check check check. It's like it's like when uh, you know when Spider Man uh, remastered came to PS Five and we just booted it up and just imported our save and got the instant platinum trophy. It's like that with Pokemon, right? Like the the the, the trophies in Pokemon are catching the Pokemon, so you just you know. It, you're, you're cheating yourself a little bit if you do that but 
there's some that are going to be kind of a pain that I'm like, I would love to just transfer that over. So that's it. That, that's coming soon. Big, big news. Yeah, I think I think it makes sense. And I think you're right. I think that's why Nintendo typically doesn't like to do that. But you know what? Leave it up to the players. Give us that option. Yeah, for sure. But Nintendo likes to, they, they do like to, you know, um, give you what they think you want. <laughs> they march to a different beat. That's for sure. Uh, all right. Another uh, release that hits home for me. Gotham Knights in the in the news this week, but for different reasons than you might anticipate. So the game is only coming to what is now current gen systems. That means PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC uh, from Polygon. In a news release announcing a new gameplay trailer for Gotham Knights, which I have not watched yet. Crazy, I know. Uh, WBIE said, to provide players with the best possible gameplay experience, the game will release on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC, and will not be available for PS4 or Xbox One consoles. The game is slated for release on October 25th after being delayed out of 2021. Game was announced in August 2020. This is not bad. You you know, to get an announcement and then have it released just shy of two years later. Sometimes that doesn't happen in, in this day and age. But for this, John, we're kind of seeing a shift now. I'm sure some of this is pandemic related, but we're not getting the PS4 or Xbox One versions. We're getting a pretty accessible version on the Series S. Right. Uh, if you're and we're seeing Xbox Series X start to become more readily available. So uh, what do you think about this? Are we going to start to see more of a shift towards current gen systems at this point? Or do you think that's going to be delayed for another few years? I think so. And I hope so. And I, and I don't say, I don't say that, you know, obviously it's a point of privilege to be able to have both consoles and, mm-hmm. you know, and to get lucky enough to be able to buy both of those. I mean, there's a lot of people that want the PS5 right now. They still can't find one. Right. Um, but I do think there's a sense of, holding back some of these games with supporting last gen. Um, even if it's just like load times and stuff like that, I got to imagine that these games are going to be designed a little bit differently if the game developers know that there's a little to no load times involved, right? So like you, you just think of games like Jedi Fallen Order or like a Tomb Raider where, where you're, you're, you're just walking in between a wall for 15 seconds because you know that on the other side of that wall, they're loading up the next, or, the next portion of the level. But with these SSDs and these new consoles, you don't have to worry about that. So uh, I, I'm glad to see a game come out and not support last gen is because i think they're doing it for good reasons it, it means that their game is at a point where it's not going to run well in last gen and look at it from that aspect it's probably a good thing that they're not you know they made that decision look at what happened with cyberpunk that game should have never launched again that's tough to say because that came out even before next gen or like right like right, right around the same time next gen launched right Right after, yeah. Right after, like, right. So, so that that would have been that would have been impossible for them to just launch on next gen. There's there's only a handful of those consoles out there, but you know that game didn't run well on last gen hardware. So if the game is not running well, like, what are, what are we looking for? We're, we're looking for them to dumb down their game so you know so much that it can run on these older machines. I get it. The, the 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 install base is out there. There's plenty of people who are still on those consoles, but got to be a cutoff point. I think it's well. I mean. Pandemic obviously really changes things up, but in general, it's been the longest time so far that Microsoft and Sony have supported their last-gen systems. This is kind of an outlier here with this game. Most games, even some of the big AAA PS5 exclusives, have come to both PS5 and PS4. I'm 100% with you on it, and I, you know, I don't mean to sound like, oh, you know, I wanted to just run better on my system because I was able to get my hands on one. Series X, you can get. Series S has been around. You know, PS5 is a different story. But you can get a next-gen system right now 
provided you, you can afford it. There's also that factor. I understand. But from an availability standpoint, it's there. So I'm all in on going hardcore into this current generation here to make sure that those games take advantage of the now current gen software or hardware, excuse me. And I, I think it's time. And I, I think maybe we'll see a few more stragglers than we would have seen prior with uh, other generations. But I would not be surprised if even next year we're, we're still getting some games that are, are, are coming to both systems that have already been announced. I, I think we, I think it's going to be a while. I think you're going to see there might be a chance that is just kind of ubiquitous with this generation that there will always be games coming out because again at the end of the day they are just they're they're relatively slight upgrades right like the the software and stuff like that especially from the xbox side like that it, it is it, it's the same it's the same ecosystem it is literally just better hardware so uh, so two ways to look at it like it, it, if your game can run on last gen put it out for last gen like if, if, if you can scale if you if you make a game and it's to you know it's to the to the point and the spec- specifications that you want it to be and it can run well on ps4 and xbox one of course put it out right but you know if, if if, if the the lack of horsepower is holding you back from what you want to do, and we're getting games that you know aren't aren't being fully uh, fully visualized, well, that's when it's like, all right, you got to make that decision. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, in three or four years, what the what the landscape looks like with this. For sure. And at this point, you know, a developer or publisher could could decide, like WB, to delay that game only to have it on last gen systems. There might be enough of a uh, an install base where they feel comfortable with just moving it forward with the the PS5 and the Series X and S systems. So it's going to be interesting to see where that development goes in the next few years. But this is one of the big first AAA games that is being held back after having previously been announced. So we'll see what that looks like. Uh, Next item on the list is probably the most intriguing of the entire list to me. And this is the the rumor that the Xbox streaming stick uh, will reportedly launch in the next 12 months. So from Gizmodo, uh, Microsoft could soon remove the biggest barrier standing between gamers and its popular Xbox cloud gaming service. The company will reportedly release a streaming stick described by VentureBeat as possibly resembling an Amazon Fire Stick or Roku-like puck that would remove the, the need to buy a console, a barrier to entry that has been particularly tricky to overcome during the ongoing chip supply shortages. So on the flip side here, maybe these systems are not as accessible as we'd like them to be. Microsoft is trying to... This was always, in my opinion, and I think yours, John, the end game for Microsoft. If you want a big, shiny console and you you want to put that on your TV and have that horsepower, you go ahead and do that. But we are launching with Game Pass, especially, and all these studios that they have been buying, we are going towards a streaming future. And if true, which we assume it is at this point, this is an exciting item that's going to be headed our way. Yeah, I'm so interested to see how this pans out. I mean, don't don't forget when we were talking about the the next gen rumors, there was a rumor that the Xbox, what is now the Xbox Series S, was going to be this streaming only box. It was called Project Scarlet, and people thought it was going to be a streaming only, maybe like a ninety nine dollar counterpart to the Xbox Series X. Um, so it's, 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 this this is this this thought and this rumor has been around for quite a while. Um, I think it's yeah, it's inevitable, right? Why why wouldn't they do that? I mean, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna sell a ton of these things, and it, it's a the biggest thing is how well does xCloud work? Does is this really sustainable? Can can is it worth it? Like is it worth it for somebody to buy this this hypothetical Xbox streaming stick 
to to realistically play video games on it all day every day you know you know spend your recreational time playing video games and have have that be your primary box um or lack of a box right so it's interesting it's something that we've been chatting about i had the idea like we i and it stems from seeing the story because like that you know imagine that's the only thing in your living room is this xbox little puck here how good is xcloud uh i'm challenging myself with right now with to give it give it a test run Uh, i have xbox i have game pass ultimate so I have access to XCloud. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be messing with it. You're gonna hear back from. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play some games on it. I'm gonna see if I can like find a small game and go like beginning to end. I'm gonna test it on my iPad. I'm gonna test. Actually, that's another thing. Another, another story that kind of ties into this that um, Fortnite just came back to iOS technically because of Game Pass and it supports touchscreen controls, which is crazy. If you're on like an iPhone or an iPad, it just launches the mobile version of Fortnite and you can just like swipe around like you could like when it was back on mobile. So. Very, very interesting stuff uh, X, with xCloud and all, the, all these possibilities. I think the reason this sounds awesome in theory, and we have no reason not to believe it will be with Microsoft, I think, is you and I love the portability of the Switch and the idea that, hey, you can play MLB The Show wherever the hell you want now. You can pick up in the fifth inning tomorrow from a game that you just set down today or that I can play any number of games, whether it's Nintendo or different studios. It's, you know, Ori is on there. The list goes on and on, but you can play it on the go in these you know, kind of smaller segments, or you can play for two or three hours if you want past that. I love the idea that the Xbox Game Puck, or whatever we're going to call it, Game Puck would be awesome. Game Puck, oh yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be into that. But whatever that looks like, even in, in my house, you know, so like my... Uh, we have a, a toy room on the other side of the house, which is where uh, my my daughter will go and, and play. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if I wanted to, I could take this little device with me, plug it into the TV and be good to go wherever I am in the house. Like, So it's not like the Switch in terms of portability, but like you said, pre-show, it's accessibility. And that is a is a big deal and that's super exciting to me so like i'm right. all about this right idea. but you got to remember though if you're in if you're in that ecosystem the portability is there too because you can just play on your phone like you can just you can just sync up an xbox xbox series x controller to your phone your ipad your okay. tablet your laptop literally just go to open up a web browser on your laptop and you can do the same thing so you you could theoretically i mean it is it is just as flexible as a switch you have all those options uh, it, it's just the the, the x puck <laughs> jmax says in chat um it, it just comes down to whether or not the the tech is good enough so i did i will say that i did before before we we got on today i did i was just kind of sitting here like i'm thinking about what i wanted to start playing um and i did load up a cloud game i, I loaded up um jedi fallen order um and I, it's it's so it's such an interesting experience and we'll talk more about it as like as we as we play with it more because I kind of want to I kind of want to become like an authority on XCloud I want to I want to understand how how viable XCloud is but um I played I played probably 15 minutes and my immediate thing was like all right this is fuzzy like this looks decent the latency is not bad at all but things are just a little fuzzy and it's it wasn't a connection thing it was just like the way that the game is presented because it's being streamed um but you quickly do kind of forget about that and the latency is there too and you quickly forget about that as well so it's 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 interesting uh, last news story we want to get to is probably the big story of the week here man John, if there ever wasn't, I told you so and I think you were in the minority Bethesda Softworks has delayed Starfield so Again, another game as well from Polygon. Bethesda Softworks has delayed Starfield. It's highly anticipated sci-fi RPG and Redfall Arcane Studios vampire themed shooter to the first half of 2023. The company said Thursday morning, both games had been expected to launch this year. So I'm going to be honest. Redfall was not even on my radar. Wasn't even thinking about it. 
uh, and I, I don't mean that as a slight. I just kind of forgot about it. Uh, Starfield, you know, I mean, we're not in the release window per se, but we're within six months of that game uh, supposedly coming out, almost exactly six months. And um, they made the decision. We're going to delay that. We're going to get the typical spiel here, right? We want to give you the best version of this game. I'm fine with that, especially this being one of the, the first big releases under the Xbox uh, flagship that but is now Bethesda here, right? So I'm fine. Take your time. Get it right. You can't mess up another launch. We've had some rocky launches over the year. Let's make this work. Let's make this investment work. Next question, John. I mean, we know you're not surprised, but are you... Do you think it's coming out in the first half of 2023? <laughs> when we had this conversation in January, I said that I don't... I, I honestly never even thought there was a, a 1% chance this game was coming out this year. We just haven't seen anything from it, and we just know the way Bethesda works. Like they, they take forever to put out games. They still come out buggy, but we usually see them for years and years. Like we know what to expect. We know nothing about about Starfield. I, yeah, that you, you you can look back at some of our episodes, check out some of the clips we posted. I just had zero confidence that game was coming this year. I also followed up with saying that I was I'm only 50 percent confident that it's even going to come out in twenty twenty three. I don't know, man. I'm still there. Like. I, <laughs> No, I mean it's it seems like it's it seems like that's probably going to happen, right? But like yeah, I'm not surprised at all. How upset is Todd Howard right now that he doesn't get that date? Yeah, yeah, what is it? 11/11 date? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um I would not have put money on it, but I did think it was coming out. Yeah, I would I would have uh, put a lot of money on it not coming out. Yeah, you were you were steadfast, there's no doubt. You were consistent with that from the beginning. Uh, so kudos to you it for just, being right. It just reeked of delay. Like, we just knew nothing about it. And it seemed like even the announcement was like, oh, this is just like some far off idea. Like, this is Starfield. Here's a splash logo. We're going to make Fallout in space. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? We still don't know. We don't know. We never got a trailer for this game. Like, we have like the equivalent of what they showed for the first Star Wars Battlefront that EA re released, right? right. Or took on. It was like, Oh, I was so mad. I was like, it's really cool. We're seeing people talking. Oh, you're showing none of the game? And this is coming out in five months? Okay. And yep. it did, by the way. It did. It <laughs> uh, did. This is not that. This is not an online shooter that you can put Star Wars skins on and just be like, hey, it's Star Wars. You know, like, oh, man. So, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, it is what it is. But uh, I'd rather have a good game, a complete game, a quality game than a broken game just to meet a deadline that's for sure oh absolutely Hello, cyberpunk and i will i will say that i am kind of a little more excited for redfall than i than i am for uh starfield arcane i is might just, agree with you arcane is so fun man especially after Deathloop. like i mean i know this is uh the other arcane studio i know there's two and they, they split up their work but obviously this is going to be a quite different game it's an online you know vampire shooter but i don't know man i think arcane's like my favorite bethesda studio at this point so i'm in very interested in that game they're pretty good. I love love me some id software as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah. They've got some some Man, really really nice how studios. Crazy is it that Bethesda Softworks is no longer like the premier developer under Bethesda? Like, and I know that maybe at, like at face value, you know, like monetarily, they probably still are, but they're not getting me nearly as excited as id or, or Arcane's going to. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, well. Lots of good options, though. They, that was quite the investment, and I think it will pay off oh, uh, sure. in the long run for Microsoft. So that that's going to be it for this episode of Busy Sticks. We got to a lot today. would love to hear your thoughts on everything we touch base on. So we want you to, to get in the conversation on social media, on twitch.tv slash thegeekiverse, youtube.com slash thegeekiverse, or wherever you listen to our podcast. Uh, stick around if you are on the live stream in just a little bit. 
we are going to be joined by our good buddy Tim Talbot, and we're going to talk Solo, a Star Wars story. We're going to be uh, we're almost at the end of Star Wars reviewed here. It's been a crazy journey, and it's exciting. It's bittersweet. Can't wait to lay down some opinions on Solo. But uh, John, where can people find you on social media? And let's talk about TikTok for a second. Yeah, you can find me uh, at Disruptoid on just about everything. Uh, but more importantly, yeah, follow follow the Geekiverse on TikTok. That is uh, that is a very fun outlet for us. We're posting all sorts of cool stuff. Our, our biggest claim to fame right now is our uh, guest, the Star Wars and MCU character in 30 seconds. Uh, we have a lot of fun making those. Every time Joe and I see each other, we record like a bunch of those just so we can get them up because they're so fun to do. And people seem to love them. Um, so yeah, follow, find us on TikTok. It's been a blast. I think this Sunday we're going to record another one. It's going to be good. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so funny story real quick. After uh, my hockey game the other night out there with a buddy who happens to work at the Lego store. And he's like, he was laying all this crazy knowledge that he's like, you just have to know if you work at the Lego store. So he was like, what is the highest selling Star Wars minifigure of all time? He's like, I don't know that you'll guess it. It's it's kind of a main character. And so I basically played our version of like Star Wars 20 questions or guess the Star Wars character with him. And it was hysterical. I eventually got it. I want to say about 10 in. But John, do you if you had a guess, who is the, the biggest, the best selling Star Wars minifigure of all time? Who would it be? It's a character, obviously. Oh, huh. best selling Star Wars minifig. You can ask questions. Does that include bundled with sets? No, just individual. So like th- this minifig has been purchased the yeah. All right. Are they a Jedi? No. Are they a Sith? No. Oh, what? Uh, is it Princess Leia? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, prequel I'll trilogy. They... No. <laughs> Sequel trilogy. No. Original trilogy. Yes. Is it Boba Fett? Stemmed from... It's Boba Fett! Interesting. You only got it in 30 seconds. I did not. Uh, he said... He said it was a main. He he said it was kind of a main character, and then I just went through the gamut, and then I started asking questions like you, right? And, uh, we're we're I trained like, now. Yeah, exactly. It was hysterical because I I I just started laughing. I'm like, I I can't explain why I'm asking you these questions this way, but uh, yeah, uh, Boba Fett, and it, I cannot remember the price, but I was like, what? It was like 500 grand or something. Oh yeah, they're uh, yeah, it's insane. Minifig, it's like, crazy. That, that world is nuts. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta dive into it a little bit for sure. I know you were you were doing some of that, uh, you and Courtney. So yep, maybe fun. that's what we'll do here. Uh, we're we're in the Duplo Lego sets for Daisy, so it's like the little bit li- bigger Legos, and uh, she likes her Spider Man set. We got Spider Gwen going on, Miles Morales. It's uh, I'm a proud dad for sure. Awesome. So uh, for me, you can find me on social media at I am Brosaya. Always talking hockey, always talking video games, Marvel, Star Wars, all the things I love. Again, stick around for us if you like Star Wars. If you can't stick around tonight, go to our YouTube and watch past episodes of Star Wars Reviewed. We go through every movie, come through all the fun facts, our opinions, and then at the end, in a total non-controversial way, we rank them. Or do we? You'll have to see for yourself. (laughs) For John, I'm Josiah. Thanks for catching up with us on video games on this episode of Busy Sticks. We'll see you all soon. Have a wonderful night. 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 Have a wonderful night.